Meat, ask me what I did last night. What did you do last night? I think I fucked a squirrel to death and don't remember. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to the Category 3 Podcast. Here, bring you the last Boy Scout. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. Uh, had to had to start that way. Um, okay. That's a, that's a pretty good start. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the last Boy Scout. Here's here's the very short synopsis uh, that I took from Wikipedia. Once a first-rate Secret Service agent, Joe Hallenbeck, played by Bruce Willis, is now a gruff private investigator whose latest gig is protecting a pole dancer, Halle Berry. Pole dancer, stripper, um, whore. <laughs> yeah, as as one of the people say it in the movie, but a uh, very interesting role. Apparently, she has two cars. She's a she's pretty well loaded. Uh, uh, Corey is the character's name, played by Halle Berry. Um, but yeah, she's one of she's one of the shorter roles in the movie actually yeah yeah um, very very early Halle Berry role um and I think uh well I mean we can talk about her in a bit but I think one of the things that works really well is it is Halle Berry and so it sort of makes it so her death when she actually does die is kind of unexpected and a little shocking uh just because yeah. like it's Halle Berry you expect her to play a more uh big role um but I think it's pr- pretty early in her career so where she was probably a more expendable uh, actress um, so it kind of ends up playing uh, in such a way that it's it's sort of subversive. Uh, it's not totally expected. And it also is like, oh, shit, they killed Halle Berry. Um, I had the exact same reaction. I was totally and utterly surprised. Yeah. Um, first of all, I didn't know that Halle Berry was in the movie. I mean... <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I didn't either the first like, time I watched this. Like, yeah. our criteria for watching the movie, at least mine, as when you recommended it, was like, yes, it's written by Shane Black... And it has Bruce Willis in it. Like, that pretty much covers, like, all the Venn diagram for me to, like, all right, let's go and watch the movie. Uh, But, yeah, amazing surprise that Halle Berry's in it. Did not look at the whole cast. And then, like, uh, and then she gets killed in the very beginning of, fairly early in the movie. So it's, uh, it was very surprising. Um, We'll probably talk potentially a little bit more about in the like the actors discussion section but uh man she was young and you could you could you watch her and you can tell like maybe this is an early movie for her but she's gonna make it like just watching her role in this and how confident like yeah yeah the way she portrays the character you know that this is gonna be a big star right right and Pretty i mean amazing they, actually yeah it is and they give her a bunch of lines early on too which kind of misleads you too into thinking she's more major it's yeah. like it's a very strange world this film was made in 1991 but it's like her and uh damon wayans are introduced and it's like who is the bigger star? I mean, of course it's Halle Berry, but uh, in 1991 that just wasn't the case, and this is yeah. like David Wayans, who I think is pretty good in this movie. Um, but yeah. uh, but uh, it's it's definitely also, striking that uh, it's uh, not the Wayans brother that's uh, that's killed off early. That is true. Wow. Yeah. 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 Uh, also, Wayans, Damon Wayans, amazing. Like another just good bonus in the movie, right? Like 
of the things that were, I was expecting. I, again, I didn't know that Damon Williams was there, and he was gonna be like the the character that would be the butt. The essentially, buddy. yeah, the buddy. Like yeah. in a in a Shane. It's Black. not quite a buddy de- cop movie. It's more of a buddy detective movie. But I would say almost falls in the similar genre of like buddy cop movies, right? Like yeah, yeah. clearly these guys don't have the same authority that other buddy cop movies do but i think they just kind of play it off well despite the fact yeah yeah it's interesting i was reading a bit about this uh film uh before and apparently the film had a very troubled production and no one really got along with each other bruce willis and damon wayans and you wouldn't know it because uh i thought they were quite good in screen together they had good chemistry they might not i'm not surprised to be honest oh yeah Bruce Willis's uh, <laughs> history. I yeah. Okay. But go for it. Go for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I I just think they're pretty good together. Um, uh, and uh, I don't know. It's like they're not quite Mel Gibson and uh, uh, Danny Glover, but uh, the, in like Lethal Weapon, but they're they're good. And like I I enjoyed their yeah. interactions with one another. Yeah, they're not quite the Will Smith and uh, uh, oh my god, how am I forgetting the the other person in Bad Boys? Oh, Martin, Martin, Martin Lawrence. Lawrence. Yeah, yeah. Jeez, yeah. They're not quite the Will Smith and Martin Lawrence of the of Bad Boys either. No. So, um, uh, yeah. So this is your first time viewing the film. First time, actually, pretty like low on the radar, right? As far as the movies go, uh, for Bruce Willis, like this was literally the first time I heard of this movie. Like I tried. There was a time when I just went through and tried to watch as many Bruce Willis movies as I could, like all the diehards and a bunch of the newer stuff, uh, Armageddon. Uh, But this somehow just always missed the radar. In fact, I didn't even know about this movie until you recommended it. And the fact that it was written by Shane Black, right? Like also seen Lethal Weapons and stuff. Right, right. in, In either cases, I kind of just... It was completely missed by me. Yeah, and how did you like it the first time viewing? <clears throat> it was pretty good. Um, I felt like the the things that you talk about with the production issues maybe indirectly show up in the movie. And so I have concerns about that, and maybe we'll talk about that a little bit. But uh, overall, it was still a fun watch. Yeah, yeah. Um, for me, too, uh, I did not... I had heard about this film, but I... It just didn't sound very good uh, from what I had heard. Um, so it was sort of off my radar for a number of years. And then finally, I I had heard enough reference to it. And I was like, okay, I should just knock this one off. And it was just way funner uh, and more fun and more clever. And just, yeah. uh, you know, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, I think we're both fans of these like 90s action films. And I've been sort of like revisiting them slowly. Um, and it's like, you don't know it's a good thing until it's over. And it's like now it's like the blockbusters these days are like uh, CG and like they're very PG-13. Um, they're not as like irreverent and like uh, having yeah. lines about fucking squirrels or sticking a dick in a chicken uh, <laughs> in a way that like these films from the 1990s, it just has like this like very casual violence and mm-hmm. kind of black humor uh, that, yeah. you know, I just really like. Even the child actor they have who plays, you know, the child actor that, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's totally inappropriate. <laughs> she, she had so many swear just lines. The, um, amount of like they introduce her and it's just curse words after curse words <laughs> in every sentence. Him, yeah, yeah. Like talking to Bruce Willis talking to his daughter and and her just like hauling, 
Yeah. Just obscenities. And it was pretty funny. Yeah. And, yeah. and like, uh, yeah, Bruce Willis, pretty, like, his character also pretty self aware. Like, give me the next dirtiest line. And she just, like, <laughs> yeah. hurls more obscenities. She, she, pretty yeah. funny. She should have been, like, the teenage uh, Deadpool. <laughs> I mean, honestly, this film, uh, like, Darian, uh, the daughter's character alone, has more swearing than, like, all, all of the Marvel movies minus Deadpool combined. <laughs> um, and I'm here for yeah. it. Yeah. There we I, go. I really that's, like it. Uh, yeah. That's pretty funny. Um, yeah, I, the film is kind of famed for... And I, I, I agree. I don't think this is a perfect film, but I do think it's pretty fun in terms of just, like, its dialogue. I think it does tend to fall apart, especially towards the end. Like, mm-hmm. this film definitely suffers from, like, bad guys explaining a lot uh, syndrome, and it has a lot of, like, those common tropes. But I do like, uh, I like the, the dialogue. Um, everyone talks about that um, with Shane Black's script. Um, Tony Scott, who directed the film, and Shane Black uh, talk about the screenplay as if this was, like, a really, really good screenplay um, compared to it the actual movie that came out and i can see that but i I do think the movie comes out in a way that's still um pretty enjoyable um and you know seeing this now also with like good quality streaming and stuff like that the video quality and the way it was filmed i think also um you know stands out in a way that maybe it didn't shine in earlier home video of like vhs or early dvd or something like that interesting yeah yeah definitely um i'd say i agree with that um I don't know. I don't know if I have a whole lot to say about that beyond agreeing with you. Who's the oh the director is Tony Scott, right? And what's what's the other stuff he's done? Yeah, Tony Scott. I mean, uh, he did Unstoppable, the train film. He did Top Gun, of course. Uh, oh. I'm not a big Top Gun guy, but I mean, he was a uh, he's uh, he's the brother of Ridley, uh, and he's okay. kind of uh, I don't know. I guess in comparison, he's more known for uh, action films uh, and and that sort of thing. Um, he directed True Romance, so one of the early Tarantino scripts that Tarantino sold to sort of get himself off the ground. Holy cow, okay. Um, so, you know, he's one of those directors that uh, unfortunately passed away around 10 years ago, but um, was around and did a lot of sort of big budget action films. And I think, you know, I, I, I think they're one of the films that has sort of been rediscovered and a lot of people have, uh, like Tarantino did a rewatchables episode with uh, people about Unstoppable, the train film. Uh, oh, that's right. And sort yeah. sort of has like this certain era, um, and he sort of handed off the mantle, I guess, to someone like Michael Bay. But I like Tony Scott films much more than Michael Bay, for instance. Um, it, interesting, you would say that. I feel like when I watched this movie, I felt like the elements of bad boys w- were essentially picked and put into bad boys from here. Uh, it very much reminded me of this movie uh, w- when I watched this movie of of bad boys. So. Right. I was going to bring that up. I was like, all right, like, um, obviously, uh, Will Smith and Martin Lawrence, uh, way better at banter and kind of improving off of each other, which is what really makes the movie as opposed to like Bruce Willis and, and Damon Wayans, uh, specifically like probably because of the, the concerns that, uh, or issues that may have happened with the, right, right. With production. Yeah. Are you, are you a fan of sort of that like buddy mentality? Like in like I don't oh, yeah. know, Rush Hour and stuff like that. Yeah, love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all of those movies. Like I've seen all Lethal Weapons. Yeah, uh, Lethal Weapon movies. Uh, I've seen all Bad Boys movies. Yeah, you've uh, seen the most recent Bad Boys. I have okay. not, not quite the same vibe, but 
uh, still fun. Okay. Still fun. Yeah. 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 In this, like, as I said earlier, it's like you don't know good things going well until it's it's sort of over. Uh, I mean, this is also like the golden age of that. I I hadn't thought of the Bad Boys comparison. I was thinking more Lethal Weapon, but you know, Bad Boys makes a lot of sense too. Um, yeah. Uh, just because of the sort of Shane Black connection. But you're right. It's right. like uh, Shane Black really kind of helped to usher in this era of. Uh, like buddy films. buddy films yeah buddy um, cop 48 hours to another one yeah. another very early one Be- uh, no yeah. not beverly hills cop 48 hours uh yeah um <clears throat> the other thing i like about this film too that stands out from like the more modern style of action um is the the violence and just like uh i love how at the end uh like the bad guy just blows up and everyone just kind of laughs about it it's, it's like such a casual explosion this is just like a big explosion that's like probably like 25 million dollars worth of damage yeah. uh that if you like did like the modern calculation because of like bad infrastructure it's like 60 million and like 2021 20, bucks Jeez. and they're just like laughing yeah, about yeah. it c4, it's c4 like, blowing up some guy also yeah, yeah. that's a lot of power to like try to kill somebody <laughs> when they're when they're trying to kill the the senator i guess like you I don't know what you would put to kill the senator, but <laughs> but or, you, or somebody. You, you don't need that much uh, C four to uh, kill kill just one person. Exactly, That's it's total overkill, and <laughs> I love it. Up the <laughs> yeah, I, know. I know it pulls up like in complex. Yeah. I think yeah. we won't mention the uh, servants that are probably blown up in there too. Uh, I'm pretty sure that was an explosion that had more casualties than just the one guy. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like the the explosion happens and then they come back to the the three people who are at there together <laughs> and, <laughs> and they're just laughing. laughing yeah it's like yay the bad guy died and there's a big yeah. explosion it's like, kind of like they're like oh i guess cool i guess like brought the wrong briefcase <laughs> it's almost like they're watching the fourth of july fireworks <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah it's pretty funny or they're like um, uh me watching the yankees and like the yankees are just blowing up and like ah fuck them <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah uh, so, <laughs> I that's another thing that really stands out. Like that they really wouldn't. Uh, I feel like they they don't do that in films in the same way. Uh, true. These true. days, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, the hum- humor is really good, and that's kind of like that's. I think that's really just the the Shane Blake Black writing, and he's I agree. he's yeah. really good at that kind of dry sarcastic humor and bringing that out and somehow still be, still making it charming and funny and stuff like that yeah so yeah what's your uh what's your favorite go-to shane black film um so uh i watched it years ago and it's it's the it's the movie called kiss kiss bang bang with robert downey jr and val kilmer and actually if you if you watch if you watch this movie and then watch the shane black's Shane Black written and directed Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, you see a lot of similarities and things that you can tell clearly Shane Black is trying out uh, as he he has written The Last Boy Scout and then eventually he just gets it perfect in the in the Kiss Kiss Bang Bang movie. Okay, so that's um, your that's your favorite of yeah, the Shane Black. Yeah, I, I I love this. I enjoyed this movie and I, I really had a great time, so I'd recommend like watch it first and then and then also like if you want more of the same, uh, it's similar in that, like you again, you have two people who are not really authority figures, are kind of put in this detective situation, 
and uh, again in the California area. I don't. Was this in the Los Angeles kind of area in general? They I think so. Yeah, Oakland, yeah. Right. So um, they mentioned what was the was the word Oakland or was the city of Oakland mentioned? Well, Oakland like, would be barrier, but the team yeah. was the uh, Los Angeles Stallions. Oh, there we is, go. Which is not so a real team, but uh, okay. like Los Angeles, obviously. So. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, another yeah. So Kiss Kiss Bang Bang also kind of set in LA and stuff like that. Okay. And it's uh, very, like, very self-aware again and uh, making fun of people within the movie industry and stuff like that. In, yeah. In the movie called Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. In a weird way, we can thank almost thank Kiss Kiss Bang Bang for Marvel because that kind of put Downey Jr. back on the That's right. back and brought Iron Man eventually and and uh, kind of in a roundabout way sort of brought in this new era this uh, in my opinion slightly unfortunate era of action that has sort of like enveloped uh, uh, a lot of uh, Hollywood film at this point um, but yeah, yeah and, it, and if you like Robert Downey Jr. humor in in the in these Iron Man and Avengers and Marvel movies just want to see him a little more unhinged not unhinged, but a little more unrestricted. Yeah, yeah. Uh, watch yeah. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's one of those films where I saw it when it came out. I think two thousand five. Is that right? Yep. Um, and I just have not uh, revisited it since then. So it's been, I guess, okay. sixteen years, and so I I do not have a very fresh memory of it. Okay. Um, whereas this film I've seen uh, twice now in the last year, so yeah. Um, it's much uh, fresher in the memory. Yeah. Um. I was going to ask you if you'd seen it, and my question, I had a, actually had a question of, like, if, if instead of Tony Scott, Shane Black had directed The Last Boy Scout, would it have been better, worse, or the same, knowing, having watched Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which was written and directed by Shane Black? Yeah. Or, but, like, The Nice Guys, right? Yeah. Uh, or The Nice Guys. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I mean, like, Tony, Tony Scott's really known for, like, his sort of more action movies and more visceral uh, yeah. Stuff where Shane Black's known for like that witty humor, yep. uh, but it's been a while since I've seen a Shane Black film and like thought about it more how he chooses to uh, sh capture the images visually. Yeah. So it's uh, I don't know uh, exactly how I, I do. W what about I, you? What's your take on it? I, w I would say the same things. I think like there are certain scenes where like to Tony Scott probably doesn't do as much justice to the capturing the humorous scenes and mm -hmm. stuff and the the banter between the characters and that could potentially again like when i watched the movie i didn't know that they had problems filming on set but again director somehow has to make that work right and so like that's the thing that i would have imagined that shane black would have done better on but it's it's also early on right so uh boy scout was what 91 93 91 yeah 91 right so significantly like almost 14 years before he first debuted at directing right right would have i don't know if he would have had the same set of skills yeah so, I, I think he so would certain have... things i just think that if he so if he'd been more involved at least certain certain parts of it could have been better but yeah clearly right. a a winning winning movie in tony scott's hands yeah, yeah. I mean, and Shane Black uh, obviously became really big when he was really young. He was only, I think, 28 or 29 when this film was released. So, uh, uh, And I think uh, one of the Lethal Weapons had come out before. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he was big already, and they paid him $1.5 million for the script of this film, which was Whoa. a ton of money uh, back in the day. That's amazing. So, uh, 
I don't know. It was clearly a script that was very impressive to some people. And I think a lot of people uh, were just kind of, I don't know, a bit disappointed. I get the feeling that the reading of people's opinions on the internet, it seems like this film, you know, it made money. It, 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 it costs $43 million to make, and it grossed $114.5 million. So it nice. made money, but uh, amazing. I think a lot of people regarded it as sort of an artistic disappointment um, uh, compared to, uh, I don't know, some of the other Shane Black films and maybe the potential of that screenplay. Um, but uh, it's one of those films that I think a lot of people that are fans of Tony Scott as well as Shane Black have just sort of slowly rediscovered over the years um, in revisits. And I, I think the film holds up quite well. Um, sure. As, as, like, certainly a product of its time, but I think it's a very fun product of its time. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I Like, Terminator 2, which we talked about uh, on a previous episode, I think that's almost yeah. the best film from this era, uh, just in terms as of, like, action. action. Um, but uh, this film, I think, uh, you know, it's, it's worth mentioning, and I think it's worth watching for anyone that's a fan of sort of, like, yeah. the uh, 90s excess and, like, one-liners and stuff like that. I think it's hard to compare a movie, uh, a Terminator 2-like movie, which is almost all almost certainly more action and then like you know kind of second or even on the third part is a kind of humor or comedy or like a witty banter or charming type movie whereas this kind of heavily relies like the the idea of buddy cop movies not so much blowing things up although that's kind of nice but like it real relies on the buddiness of the of the leads that are kind of carrying the movie, right? Like the humor and the charm of them. And so like where Lethal Weapon kind of works, does really well is not necessarily on the explosions and stuff. True, uh, true. Despite, although like, or maybe, maybe, or another way to put it would be like the, the charm and action are kind of on the equal, on, on an equal footing. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. But uh, I, I, think... I would almost say charm is more important in, in you know, sort of the... I don't know the, um, the, what's the word that I'm talking? This about? type of film or Terminator yeah. Two? No, this, this type, type of film. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, yeah. that's sort of more front and center. I mean, yeah. the formula is very similar to the buddy, like exactly. lethal weapon. Like, if you actually look at the amount of action in this film, there's not a lot. There's like yeah. a lot of explosions out of nowhere at the beginning, and there's a bit of action at the end. Right. Um, but compared to Terminator Two, which is like two and a half hours, much longer film. There's a lot more um, action going on, um, whereas this film relies more on like the humor and stuff like that. And Terminator 2 certainly even has some of that buddy stuff going on with Arnold and uh, uh, I forget the actor's Edward name. Edward Furlong. That yeah, thank you. Edward Furlong, who plays the boy. Um, but uh, I'd say that's like a secondary element behind uh, just sort of like the spectacle of uh, the, the like some very, very major uh, set pieces of action um, in that film. Yeah, interesting to compare because the films I think came out the same year, ninety one, I believe, if or was T two ninety two? I don't remember, but it's right in the same, same time, time period. period. Um, yeah. Uh, so another one that I would compare this movie to, actually, even more so than any of the ones that we've talked about, um, would be Die Hard Four. Uh, okay. Yeah. Die Hard and Die Hard Four. Actually, Die Hard Four even more because um, you essentially get the get a similar kind of buddy cop vibe between Bruce Willis and Justin Long, um, 
and and the way i would compare it with this movie is like where they're both buddy cops here bruce willis is much older than justin long and so you you almost get like a like a father-son buddy cop movie kind of not necessarily a father-son relationship but but kind of like mentor mentee type relationship sure, sure. between the two as they go along this ride in Die Hard 4. Right. And I was actually going to ask you, like, Bruce Willis, if you had to put him in a movie, would you would you put him in another buddy cop movie with the same, kind of a person of similar age, or would you put him in a movie in kind of Die Hard 4 type situation? You know, he's too old to do the buddy stuff anymore. Uh, like I'm too old for this shit. Yeah, yeah. I too, mean, too but from the, I, I think I do weapon. like him more in this type of role. It's been, Die Hard 4 is another film that I saw when it came out. What, that's like yeah, 2007, 2008. Yeah. Um, and I enjoyed it then, but I really don't have strong memories of the, the film. Uh, it, it, I would highly recommend watching it. It's actually a really fun movie. Okay. Is uh, that your second favorite behind the first one? It is, indeed. Yeah. Okay. I would say... One, four, and probably two and three. Yeah, they're all pretty good, though. Like, there. even two and three are, are enjoyable in a they're, way. They're all very enjoyable. Yeah. It's just my yeah personal uh, personal kind of ratings for them. Yeah. Yeah. Live Free or Die Hard, which is a funny name, funny title. Yeah. I think. <laughs> um, well, that's a good transition to um, talk about um, Bruce Willis. Uh, I yeah. believe this was... I, I just wanted to make the point that I would probably have the opposite opinion of you and i would probably put bruce willis more in the the father son type role i guess the it just works better because it also does for me it worked better personally because justin long just did his own magic right like his kind of nervous wreck kind of acting the the, the way he does it is so good and he also carries the film on his kind of improvisation hmm. throughout the scenes that okay. like you don't really like it complements like just the nonchalant behavior that that bruce willis has uh where he just he just doesn't give a fuck about certain things right like yeah yeah uh and so like damon waynes i think does carries a lot of weight of the film too but he just just maybe not the perfect compliment to Bruce Willis's acting. Hmm. Interesting. So you actually yeah. like Justin Long pairing with uh, Bruce Willis more than this. A little one. bit. I guess in either case, you have to have a very talented actor who can who can kind of understand the dynamics mm -hmm. and and be able to play off of the kind of risk, kind of just Bruce Willis is very Bruce Willis. Like his, you go from Die Hard to The Last Boy Scout to Live Free and Die Hard, and you you. You essentially just get the same person. Like, it it's very much like you've transplanted a a Bruce Willis from Die Hard and put put in the Last Boy Scout. Like, like, yeah. I don't. And I don't know give, if he's given a very him some very different Shane character. Black uh, dialogue. Basically, there we go. Yeah. yeah, he's like if the guy in Die Hard, uh, his life just goes downhill for like five more years, and yeah. then, then he's in the Last Boy Scout. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, that's like it's it's it. It almost felt like a future Die Hard movie, right? Like, because the character never kind of moves up in through the through the Die Hard. John McClane never kind of becomes a more successful captain or anything like that. He's always a officer on duty. Yeah, I mean that's how you make the 
But right, right, right. So how did you like Bruce Willis in this film? I loved him. He's, he's yeah. pretty good, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's a very juicy role. He's got lots of juicy dialogue. Uh, yeah. it's uh, uh, Would you say you like him here more than uh, Die Hard or any of his other movies? I'd say I like him equally to Die okay. Hard in this film. Yeah. Like, I think he's... Nice. The, I think he's probably along with the Shane Black dialogue, probably the best thing best about thing. this film. Yeah. Just because I think he pairs super well. Like, I'd love to see him... Like, I, like I would have loved it if he did more films with this sort of dialogue. Like, just the way he delivers the Shane Black lines, I think, is, yeah. is fucking great. That's pretty amazing. Like, yeah. like that's the part that really hooked me uh, early on in this film. Um, just, yeah. like, seeing Bruce Willis so nonchalant about everything. And, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's... Uh, and the way he just delivers the lines, I think it's... I think it's perfect. Yeah, it's pretty believable. Yeah, yeah. Would you um, do? You, do you have any favorite lines from the movie? Do you want to talk about those? <laughs> I I I went to IMDb and picked out some uh, quotes. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, Could have happened to anybody. It was an accident, right? You tripped, slipped on the floor, and accidentally <laughs> stuck your dick in my wife. Whoops! I'm so sorry, Mrs. H. I guess this just isn't my week. <laughs> that was yeah. That's when he finds out that his best friend or like only friend was sleeping with his wife that's funny yeah, yeah. i mean i was going through the mdb quotes and i was like oh no that one's great that one's great there's that one's great and at a certain point you just like are like all right yeah. <laughs> you just take the first half of these do you have some picked out too uh this was the one that i was going to talk about it's also the top one on on uh on imdb right like um i think i think jimmy Dix says something along the lines like you're the stupidest detective or cop that I've met, ever met. Like you avenge. <laughs> yeah, the, I have that one too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah yeah. You avenge the death of the guy that was that fucked your wife, and then you saved the life of the man who ruined your career. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> thought that was nice. And then there's the other one where they call one of them asshole, and it's like, no, I'm fuckface. He's asshole. asshole. That, <laughs> that's a very that's a very uh, uh, Shane Black like. Uh, uh, humor i think yeah, I yeah, really yeah like that he like you if you like that kind of banter i i recommend watching kiss kiss bang bang you just get even more of that okay i um, maybe that's a future episode we really gotta because yeah. you haven't seen it in a while either right it's been a while i i guess uh it was definitely like on my rewatchables list for every year uh-huh i would i would go back and like i, I could probably recite quite a few nice. uh, uh yeah uh quotes from that movie. yeah uh, but yeah, I love that movie. Yeah. Um, Can you look up the? It breaks the fourth wall quite quite more frequently mm. than this one. Even though this one also okay. breaks it once or twice in the movie. Yeah, I I tend to. And that's not... kind of also Shane Black. Okay. Thing to do. I tend to not like that aspect of Shane Black, but I do find right. him to be very very clever. So I don't know. It's one of those films yeah. I I really do need to revisit. Yeah. I think he does it a little bit too much in the in kiss kiss bang bang but like i think he does it in a smart way okay so yeah i tend to be more anti-meta uh when it in like it when they play it straight but yeah i mean i i again also the right people to to do that kind of breaking the fourth wall are probably people like ryan reynolds as he has been doing in deadpool or robert downey jr yeah yeah yeah. it's true robert downey is a very good pairing with uh, shane black dialogue could you look up the uh quote about leather pants on there uh yeah about like the 6500 oh yeah yeah yeah. Uh, yeah leather pants and the jimmy dick says yeah 
uh, what's something like that run? And he says, six fifty. Six hundred and fifty dollars? Dick says, yeah. They're pants. <laughs> Hollenbeck at this point just can't imagine paying $650 for pants. Dick says, yeah. And he goes, you wear them? And Dick goes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is a pretty good, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, back and forth, right? Uh, they don't, like, have TV in them or something. Hollenbeck, nope. I'm very old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this line, um, actually, one thing that's interesting is Pulp Fiction, when he was casting Bruce Willis, uh, he yeah he was uh, Tarantino was like oh I want the I want Joel Holland back for my film because Tarantino has apparently has always been a fan of this film but this line really really reminded me of the milkshake line I was going to say the same thing as I am reading it yeah, yeah and it just makes me wonder if Tarantino was uh, which is a film I've seen probably the most times of any film uh, and I just wonder if Tarantino was uh, openly inspired by that line to do the five dollar milkshake, milkshake because the way it plays is extremely similar. Like, it's almost the exact same way. Uh, it's very, very much the same thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a pretty fucking good milkshake. <laughs> I don't know if I'd pay $5 for it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, these uh, days, I mean, a $5 milkshake in Seattle is like, huh, it's, it's, it's like average. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, okay, yeah. So, that's exactly what went through my mind. And so, yeah, I guess I'm not crazy that I thought of that also. Uh, I appreciate you calling that out. Yeah, yeah. I, I just I did not have that in my notes too. Yeah, out, or I don't have notes, any notes actually. Yeah. Um, what was the other one? Oh yeah, uh, when the when the henchman is about to kill uh, Hollenbeck, and then like he's just like like uh, uh, Hollenbeck convinces convinces him to like listen to a yo mama joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, again, very Shane Black type type humor and i really enjoyed that it's just like the alley thugs like you want you want it in chest or head and it's like yeah that's what your wife said <laughs> hey would you stop with that wife shit ask me how fat she was how fat she is fuck you man and then the alley thug just couldn't hem- help himself and he goes like well yeah how fat is she because <laughs> he's like i i want to listen to the joke be- to a joke before yeah. i kill this guy and uh really terrible joke but Hollenbeck goes, so, she's so fat, I had to roll her in flour and look to look for the wet spot. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker, if you wanna, if you wanna fuck her, you gotta slap her thigh and ride the wave in. Now, I'm not saying that she's fat. Her high school picture was an aerial photograph. <laughs> <laughs> they really go all out with this. Yeah, I think I've yeah. How fat is your wife versus your mama jokes like that? Yeah pretty common one yeah yeah is and that's the same one where he's like uh that that she's like how, like the wife and it's like oh is the pimp looking motherfucker in the hat oh i missed look, that look that up too <laughs> control f pimp see this is the kind of film it is <laughs> yeah read read it oh yeah yeah she said her husband was a big thing <laughs> looking motherfucker oh yeah he's joking about fucking his wife yeah <laughs> and then goes on to tell him that his wife is so fat yeah i mean we started this podcast uh with succession and like one of our sections is just great quotes and i feel like this film is totally worthy of that sort of quotes a part of it there's just like a lot of funny uh very immature lines that lines. that meet and i even as people in their mid-30s find very funny <laughs> Uh, yeah. Another one. Why did Mr. Milo cross the road? I don't know why. 
because his dick was stuck, stuck in a in chicken. chicken. <laughs> <laughs> and I like so how random. all the other thugs other than Mr. Milo laugh at it, too. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, that's, uh, that's pretty funny. Right before he shoots him so far that he, like, Milo ends up in the swimming pool upside down, submerged. <laughs> yeah. In the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he keeps shooting the car, but Milo still doesn't <laughs> like, die. Yeah, somehow he still survives. <laughs> like, Damon Wayne somehow just knew that, Jimmy Dix knew somehow that Milo is un- unkillable. Yeah, Invincible. Yeah, yeah until, the end. until um, the end. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the things I just like about this film, too, is just, like, the excess. We have, like, Lots of excessive gunfire, lots of excessive explosions. Like when Milo, I guess, in a way, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But like the ultra violence, I think I do feel like it's violent for even the nineties. It's like when Milo dies and like he lands on like the chopper and the (laughs) chopper just shreds him, uh, and there's just like blood going everywhere. I'm like, fuck yeah. That was so obvious too. You see him falling, and then <laughs> they cu- keep cutting between him falling and the the chopper going up in the in the, in that direction. Yeah, yeah. But like, you, you, Tony Scott really just wanted to make sure that you know what was coming, and then you just made sure your eyes were plastered to the screen as it as he stuck the landing. Yeah, but I still love it. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. The uh, blood all over the place. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I think uh, if we were to critique the film, um, you know, I, I think plot-wise, it's not necessarily the strongest film. There's a lot of, like, bad guys explaining stuff. Uh, like, Bruce Willis just punches some guys and they die uh, sometimes. Uh, the bad guy's plot isn't necessarily the best. Uh, but yeah. but uh, it just has so many just sort of, like, fun moments that it's the sort of film where you could just turn on and tune, tune in and tune out, and you don't really have to pay attention to bad guys doing typical bad guy stuff um, yeah. um, in a way and just kind of just enjoy the uh, flow of the film. Yeah. Um, yeah, bad guy uh, killing a clearly very corruptible senator so that he doesn't have to deal with him just didn't make sense. Like, wouldn't you want a person in your pocket rather than just right um, kill him, I guess? And then... The asking amount was also not that much, apparently, right? Like yeah, six million dollars. Six million. Yeah. Wow, it's not even a full ten million. Yeah, not even eight fi- figures. I mean, come there on. We go. Yeah. Jeez. Just pay the money, man. <laughs> um, Bad guys. Was, so was it just me, or or did the senator kind of look like Billy Bob? I thought he kind of looked like Billy Bob, but I you guess. know, he, he no, obviously yeah. wasn't. His voice was totally different, but yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, you know, uh, I don't actually have a ton in this film. Um, some of the uh, dialogue and stuff could certainly be characterized as a little bit misogynist. Uh, not the best film for women in this. Uh, yeah. In this, not a lot of roles. Uh, yeah. Halle Berry seems like she's gonna have a real role, and then she's killed off real fast. fast. And yeah. like the wife isn't really a real role. Probably the yeah. most, the best yeah. female role is Darian, the kid who is just like probably grown up to be like. A serial killer which is just like a total sociopath just just like totally i don't unfair. see her as a serial killer but i definitely see her as a delinquent just not not being you know always getting it up and with the law and stuff or she'll become like a corporate lawyer and just be like a total sociopath suing people there we go that's 
Yeah, that's she, acceptable. Yeah, yeah. She goes to work for the Roys in Succession. Yeah, and, but you can definitely tell, like, from some of the dialogue, like, geez, Shane Black just didn't really know how to write female characters at the time. Like, <laughs> the wife is pissed off. Like, she wants, she wants, uh, Holland back to be, to be mad at her. But then, like, she's like, Who, whoever goes, like, oh yeah, spit in my face. <laughs> I know that was one like, of the weird that was moments. Just the weird moments. Another was like, uh, this was a little bit something that had didn't age well which was just like one of the football guys in the swimming pool at the beginning with where wins at wins mansion just like uh jimmy dix's mansion trying to just force a girl down to give him a blowjob while she can't breathe yeah in the hot tub which was just like what the fuck yeah yeah yeah, yeah. uh well, at least they had a they had a redeeming uh, a response from Jimmy Dix, which he just throws a football straight at the guy's face and just bloodies his nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of ways that I do think probably this film probably could have been a little bit better, um, certainly in those things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you got some more quotes or... I see you. Uh, um, I'm scrolling the... through, but I don't know if I'd. Uh... Okay. I also liked uh, Milo, how he just calls them by their full name. It's like Joseph and James. Oh, that's right. That, that was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Jimmy Dix, he's just utterly surprised and like, don't worry, he does this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Something. He does this to everyone. He calls me Joseph. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, but let's see. Um, other, you know, we talked about the finale either, the explaining I didn't care for, but I do like all of the sort of violence and the, like the body into the helicopter and how Bruce Willis just starts dancing up there and does his little jig, uh, <laughs> and, and the way the bad guy blows up at the end. I, I did not expect that. That subverted my expectation. Did you expect the dancing? Bruce Willis to be dancing? <laughs> no, I did not. But... Some high up, uh, stadium somewhere. <laughs> but somehow it works. Somehow it works. <laughs> somehow it works. I, I actually quite enjoyed it it brought a smile to my face i, I wonder if that was part of the script or, or if the if tony just like got somehow got that out of bruce willis <laughs> i don't know um i also another scene uh i'm naming a couple of scenes I, I thought stood out here too uh the scene in the woods uh that sort of builds to the finale yeah. where uh darian bear bails out uh yeah. james and joseph uh by bringing like the the teddy bear with the gun Really locked good. in it uh yeah. i thought that was actually like shockingly tense uh for a film that's very lighthearted the whole time where you're just like oh yeah these guys are beating up bruce willis now but we know he's gonna get out of it um i thought it was i thought that what film was probably one of the better moments for tony scott the director uh, it's and then like uh, the car is coming down the hill and stuff and landing in the pool cool. uh, i thought it's yep. very well handled um so i i like that scene as well yeah um shane black again does really well with writing these kinds of scenes and he does some really good job in kiss kiss bang bang so i keep repeating this but just it's a lot of fun to like watch this movie and then also think about like just similar situations that happen in kiss kiss bang bang um and i think i think he does really perfect some of these sequences like uh interactions with the thugs at different sections in in kiss kiss bang bang but that was definitely one of my favorite scenes through through the throughout this movie as well um he doesn't do like the there's a and then after after that they kind of go through and chase the bad guy and fall under the bridge and that kind of stuff and that scene's not the most well done but that's another scene that's done super well in kiss kiss bang bang yeah 
One other thing that stood out to me too, um, I think those are all good points, by the way, um, yeah. was just uh, the the look of the film, and I spoke about this earlier. Um, I picked up on this more the second time viewing it, um, but uh-huh. it's a very dark film, like like visually. Uh, there's a lot of like faces mm-hmm. and shadows. Um, mm-hmm. There's dark. The colors really pop. So I can oh, yeah. see how maybe this was a pretty ugly VHS maybe uh, back in the day, oh, and it has proved a bit um, because like. People are just like, even that football scene in the dark uh, that we start with, which is a really kind of strange scene that mm-hmm. I like the scene. I don't know if it totally works in the film uh, because I don't know if it totally adds that much where mm-hmm. it's like the rain's coming down. It's like super atmospheric. Mm-hmm. Uh, like there's gambling going on. Um, it has a very dark sort of just feel to it. And like mm-hmm. the football player just starts lighting people up with the gun. Uh, yeah. which is a really strange way to open the film. Um, yeah. But uh, just like the way that scene is shot and just the film in general, it's like tons of stuff is at night. It's very um, sort of like film noir sort of from that lineage. And I was reminded of that. And that that is one way I think this film, um, and I, I like it. I, I think it does make it stand out a little bit more from uh, maybe Lethal Weapons just visually and mm-hmm. maybe a little bit more in towards like that neo-noir LA Confidential vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, another sort of, 90s uh action noir film mm-hmm. um so yeah i don't know if you have any thoughts on on that stuff but uh that was one other thing i wanted to mention i was going to ask you if you thought even with the the way the detective situation goes on like if you would compare it to like a a noir film but then i was like typically noir films have have kind of female characters that you don't end up trusting right yeah yeah here it's it's just the bad guy so yeah 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 in some in some cases it feels like it's a noir film and others it's kind of like half action too uh noir tends to be less action oriented i guess but like obviously the private investigator and like those heavy shadows and sort of like a dark storyline that's very uh, noir like the police station even was very dark it's like some of the places it's just like there's not many lights and then there's some scenes where it's like oh this is like super la it's like super well lit there's like palm trees and shit uh and it feels a little less retro noir um yeah um yeah i i like that aspect of the film it uh i think it carried the film and it it, i guess not carried the film but it, it gave a very specific feel feel to the film overall you could kind of having that very dark sequence right at the beginning kind of then kind of made it pretty okay for you to expect something similar right like even as they're both caught up uh jimmy Dix and hollenbeck are caught up with a bad guy in in like the stadium underground somewhere and it's super dark and stuff it, you're, yeah, yeah you're not caught off guard and stuff right? yeah, yeah so it kind of keeps going back and forth hollenbeck's home is like super dark too despite being in LA and like yeah. curtains and shit. People were saving up. money. They're, they're uh, shutting off the lights. There we go. Saving money on electricity. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I, th- I don't think it's like the top three important things in the film, but I do think it adds a nice little texture to the film um, yeah. and, and a distinct look. Yeah. Um, definitely I, gives it a good feel. Yeah. Cause Kiss Kiss Bang Bang has a bit of a noir feel too, if I recall correctly. Oh, very much so. Okay. I, it is surprisingly similar. So when we watch Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, I think if we do, um, yeah, we can we can, we can compare it to this movie. 
Cool, cool. I would love to love for you to watch Kiss Kiss Bang Bang again. We can talk about that. So. Yeah, we should maybe we should do that next. Yeah. Then I don't know uh, where it's viewable, but we can figure it out. Um, uh, before we go to winners and losers, you got anything else um, you want to bring up? I don't think so, no. Okay. Yeah, yeah, let's go winners and losers. Yeah, who you got as a winner and loser of the film? Um, actually, I don't have any winners or losers. I think the only person I would say is a winner is Corey in the film, uh, a.k.a. Halle Berry. Because she gets shot? She gets shot, but I think she... I think she's there to do something, right? She's there to show her potential, and I think she shows it to the fullest and even more. Um, yeah. I love her character. I just love the way, like, how confidently she carries herself. And it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's amazing to see her there. Uh, so she's the winner. I don't, like, okay. I don't know. I don't know if I would call necessarily this film being the, the, the thing that kind of got her career to take off, if that was the case or not, I don't know. I just don't know. It yeah. might have been. But, like, if if I were another director or somebody right. casting, watching this movie, I would I would totally be calling Halle Berry at this point. Be nice. Like, All right, I want to cast you in something or another. That... That makes sense. Yeah, interesting. That that's not who that's not who I would have expected. I had a, also a really hard time with winners and losers, just because yeah. uh, you know this film. Reading about it, it felt like it was everyone kind of talks about it as if it was a disappointment at the time and mm-hmm. how it like didn't live up to the potential. Yeah, but I'll give it to just sort of like Bruce Willis with like Shane Black dialogue. Like I, yeah. I, I all right, it's, it's, yeah. almost, it's almost a shame that uh, we right. we didn't get more of that uh yeah. and this film wasn't more of a success because i think maybe similar to robert downey he's just really well suited towards it and just like his sort of like dry sarcastic demeanor um like it, this is just like a really nice compliment to die hard which i think is a much better film and mm-hmm. like it's much tighter and adds up much more but like this film is like almost just as fun in just terms of like we have lots of witty and one-liners and stuff like that and it's just very much of that era um and i think it just i don't know it's, it's just i think it's underseen for uh sort of what it is makes sense um okay well uh i think that just about concludes any losers movie. losers uh <laughs> milo uh, uh <laughs> milo milo's relatives who who now have to do a very closed casket funeral <laughs> um <laughs> i think Mal- milo's relatives probably are pretty happy to get rid of him that's true he he might have also left a good inheritance too there we go he's a very productive hitman and yeah. died and just kind of generally a dick and yeah. they probably were annoyed that he kept referring to them as their whole name yeah <laughs> <laughs> there we go another reason to get rid of milo yeah we never find out what milo's full name is that's unfortunate does he <laughs> have it in the casting of uh i think he's just called as milo and even in imdb uh yep. <laughs> um, um, recasting. I don't know if you would cast. Do you think everybody's cast perfectly? I think Bruce Willis clearly is. Could you find an upgrade for Damon Wayans? Maybe. Um, I also wonder who you would cast if you made this film today, and like what changes you'd have to Ooh, make. Yeah. You'd have to make that's a, a lot question. of. Maybe that's what we'll conclude on how you'd make this film today, um, because like. I don't know, like, would it be, like, Chris Pine or someone like that as, like, Joe Hallenbach? Someone with, like, 
some uh, humor. Or no, that's not Chris Pine. Uh, Chris Pratt. Sorry. Fucking Chris, Chris Pratt. Fucking Chris's. Chris Pratt's like the way he plays his characters is just too too, too un- nice. Too yeah. Bruce Willis kind of plays kind of a like a yeah. Just an unbearable asshole. Yeah, yeah. Who still who you still like somehow. Yeah, yeah. You know, but like Chris Pratt is just obviously like too too nice for for, for being Joe Hollenbach. That's a fair point. Yeah, Bruce Willis, who was like thirty five when they made this film, which is like just a little bit older than us, but he seems like just way older than us. Yeah. He seems like he's like worn that thirty five years old uh, on yeah. his on his. Uh, he's lived some life. The number of times they tell him like you should shave in different ways in the movie is pretty funny. <laughs> it's just like. Yeah, yeah. Do you know? Look like he slept in his clothes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, there's another good quote. Too risky. I might start thinking about you and slash my wrist. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, I don't know. Yeah, yeah I guess this is not. Who is the contemporary Bruce Willis? We we don't I have don't enough know. actors that have good asshole performances. Yeah, I, like. Um, uh, Val Kilmer is the essentially the replacement to Bruce Willis in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Um, different movie, different kind of requirement, but very uh, sort of dis- different requirement, but very similar still. Mm. But I think Val Kilmer brings a little bit more charm, very obvious kind of likable charm mm-hmm. that that Bruce Willis kind of just hit. He has never cared for directly, right? Like, he's very just, like... Yeah. Yeah. I think Damon Wayans, like, if you were to recast that part now, there's a lot of black actors. Uh, yeah. Like, we're, we have a pretty rich pool right now Yeah. that you could draw from. Like, I don't know if Michael B. Jordan would be perfect. I don't know if he's funny enough, but, like... I don't think so. Like, he's a much better actor than, like, Damon Wayans, for instance. Uh, but Michael B. Jordan's super flat. He, he would almost... He might just... He might be more of Hollenbeck than maybe, he would be ooh, Jimmy Dix. Maybe maybe you do the race switch, and you do uh, Hollenbeck as a black man, and then uh, for sure, and then uh, the pro player as like uh, someone else. Someone else. Um, so um, the pro player, I think, could literally be Damon Wayne's son. I think he oh, yeah? he has uh, he's probably equally good, but also has. Is more charming, in my opinion. So okay. Damon Wayans Jr. I'm not. He's mostly know. been a TV actor though. Okay. So I don't know if he would carry a film very well, but I really like the guy. Um, would be would be slightly darker than than the kind of characters he's used to playing. Damon Wayans Jr. Mm, okay. So, sure. Sure. Yeah. 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 Well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, we. I don't think we've had a two black guys, buddy. Uh, cop kind of movie. Bad Boys? Oh, yes. Cut that out, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've, we've yeah, had that. Yeah, yeah, we brought yeah. it up. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all good. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Just doing that right as we end the show. Yeah. Okay, well, um, I think that just about concludes this episode. Any last words, Meet? Oh, I definitely w- recommend watching this and watching other Shane Black movies like uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and Nice Guys. There you go. Uh, yeah, thank you all for tuning in. Uh, we'll see you guys uh, next time. This has been the Category III Podcast. Podcast.